Welcome to Season 4 of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. This podcast is not just information, but impartation and activation. We believe that every conversation will encourage, equip, and empower you to live the daily supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast and then share every episode with your friends and family and be activated. Hey guys, thank you so very much for joining into another adventure in the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you guys, if you believe that we're in the last days, if you believe that the tribulation is coming, that the rapture is coming, uh, that the what's taking place between Russia and Ukraine is uh, signs of the times, I've got a free PDF available for you called Three Secrets to Unlocking the Book of Revelation. That description is in, the, well, that is PDF is in the podcast description. Uh, and so as a Bible study, you could go through it on on your own, on your own time. You could mentor people through it. You could take it to your church, small group or Bible study and jump into three secrets to unlocking the book of Revelation. Uh, My wife and I put this resource together so that you could draw near to Jesus. You could see him high and lifted up and you don't have to live in fear, but you could live victoriously. But guys, today I'm bringing a very special guest who I've had on before. If you've gone through my last day's e-course. I've got Paul Wild. So if you've ever been through my last day's e-course on my website, uh, he talked about the United States being possibly in prophecy. So he's got a book out called, Is the United States Mentioned in Bible Prophecy? So I'm bringing Paul Wild to this podcast today. He studied and taught scripture for over 30 years with an intense desire to correct some of the misconception about the United States in prophecy and he currently lives in texas and he is doing some incredible things for jesus on with through his resources and things like that so please help me welcome paul wild to adventures in spirit welcome paul great to be here thank you jared well it's an honor it's a pleasure brother we've been on uh, talking on the phone uh it's been a while um when i was in iowa pretty much traveling and on the road Tried to schedule you on, couldn't make it, but now we are able to seal it right here, right now, because I've also settled down. I'm not in Europe or on a mission trip or uh, on a job or anything right now. But Paul, uh, can you kind of tell people somewhat about your background and um, your ministry currently that you're doing? Yeah, um, I'm a chemist and biologist by education. Uh, I own and run an, an engineering and environmental consulting company in Texas. Um, I've been studying prophecy since I was 12 years old. So that's 50 years now. I'll reveal my age. Um, and, uh, so I've applied those scientific, uh, scientific background to the study of scripture. I mean, I teach Sunday school at the local church I go to and, uh, have been, uh, teaching off and on for over 30 years. And so prophecy is, is one of my primary interests because uh, prophecy is like a light shining in the darkness is what scripture says. And it's God gives us prophecy to allow us to see what's ahead for the purpose of planning. It says the wise man sees the day of evil and takes cover. The foolish pass on and are punished. So the Lord gives us prophecy. And in fact, Daniel, it says knowledge will increase in chapter 12. Well, our, in, our knowledge of prophecy has increased over time. As we get closer to these things, we see prophecy being fulfilled. And that's one of the reasons I wrote the book is United States mentioned Bible prophecy, because I've been watching closely since I was 12 years old to watch how the United States, I, I believe strongly the United States, even back when I was a kid, based on 
prophecy the United States and other nations around the world would start to decay and fall apart. I didn't have the details, but now that we are seeing what we see every day on the news, we, we can match very closely what scripture says. And you can see a correlation between uh, prophecy and scripture versus uh, current events. Do you want to walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Do you want signs and wonders to take place through you? Do you want to lay hands on the sick and see them recover, where people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Are you looking for a game-changing move of God? I believe that it begins with our fellowship with the Holy Spirit. When I'm developing the Fellowship with the Holy Spirit e-course, I know will equip you and empower you to walk in the love and grace and power of the Holy Spirit, but at the same time, know Him better. I believe that this e-course will equip you and empower you to walk in the power of God, and it will benefit your church community, it will bless you and your small group. I am Jared Lasky of Fireborn Ministries. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the best ever Big Mac burger. Take it away, Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, there's more special sauce in every bite. Rubble, rubble. He said, rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble indeed, my friend. Try the juicier Big Mac and get 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Comparison to prior classic burgers, limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid once per day. Exclude stacks. Must be opted into rewards. had your book for the last couple of years it's called is the united states mentioned in bible prophecy and you on the on the cover there it says it's a challenge for to conventional teachings regarding the uni united states in the end times uh, i've read this book twice and right now you know this morning and yesterday the last couple of days i've been reviewing one of the final chapters about the ezekiel 38 through 39 and psalm 83 wars which we'll be talking about today because some people are curious about what is taking place between russia and ukraine if that's the fulfillment of ezekiel 38 39 and psalm 83 wars or is it armageddon what is it is it the battle that um that matthew henry talks about matthew henry says it was fulfilled by i think antiochus yeah antiochus but got an interesting take on this with the your book in your book so let's talk about that what is if our listeners are not familiar what is ezekiel 38 to 39 in the psalm 83 wars okay well uh, to really understand ezekiel 38 you really you need to understand multiple passages of scripture psalm 83 is one of them daniel chapter 7 and 9 uh, are other ones and there's a passage out of revelation 19 and revelation 20. you have to connect the dots to pull them all together let me flip over here Apologize for not having done it already, but let me get over to Ezekiel and get to, to chapter 38. The, the common understanding has been by many people, many prophecy scholars, is that it is Russia. But lately, uh, two men, Waleed Shubat and Joel Richardson, have come up with, and even Dr. Michael Heiser, Dr. Heiser died within the last year, brilliant scholar. But they've taken the position that Ezekiel 38 and 39 are about Turkey. And, and, and Anatolia, ancient Anatolia, and not 
the Russia. I completely disagree with them. I, they're, I just don't agree with their logic. Great men. Shubat wrote uh, Wars, uh, God, um, God's War on um, Terrorism. He's an ex, he claims to be an ex-PLO uh, terrorist, became a believer. And he and um, Richardson take the position that the Antichrist will be Muslim based out of Turkey. And so they say the Ezekiel 38 and 39 are uh, Turkey. Um, but the evidence indicates otherwise. Um, it indicates clearly it's Russia. So how can I say this with such definitiveness? Well, um, if we go, uh, let's first off with Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7, as I've maintained, the United States and Bible prophecy, has been correctly, incorrectly understood to be a replay of Daniel chapter 2. The statue vision of Babylon all the way down to the feet, which have been historically called the Roman Empire, revived. Actually, my position is it takes us all the way down to modern times. The feet mixed with iron and clay are the Muslims. They are the ones that actually took over the Roman Empire. Um, and uh, feet of clay and iron. And if you look at the word in the Aramaic and for, for mixed, it's Arab, A-R-A-B. That's a clue the Lord gave us that the feet of iron and clay is not a revived Roman Empire. It is the Muslims, and they don't mix well. They're powerful, but they don't mix well. Arab, that's the Aramaic word, A-R-A-B. So um, it's not a, Daniel 7 is not a replay of Daniel chapter 2. It's distinct and different um, for multiple reasons. It's, it's four, uh, four beasts coming up from the, from the sea, probably Mediterranean Sea in Daniel's vision. The sea stands as a common term for mixed the nations, the Gentiles, the, uh, the Goyim, and there's four beasts and they're fighting concurrently. And that was not the case for Daniel chapter two. The beasts were fighting at the same time and from the four winds of the earth, north, south, east, and west. And it uses in Daniel chapter seven seventeen. it uses these are nations that shall arise. And the word shall in Aramaic is kum, and it clearly means way in the future. In fact, there's a scholar named Tarsi Lee. He is a Hebrew scholar, I think at Oakland University. He, he says that kum means things that shall means things distinctly different from the time that the vision occurred. So uh, when Daniel saw the vision of the four beasts, he saw a lion with eagle's wings. That's United States and United Kingdom. The, the wings are sprouting forth from the lion. That's exactly how it happened in the United States. The lion is a common theme for England. In fact, I'll show you here. I'm working on a new paper called uh, out, of, out of Ezekiel called uh, Tarshish and the Young Lions Thereof. I tracked many nations, their, their coat of arms in Europe and in Britain particularly, even all the way down to Bermuda, which is a, a uh, territory. Of, they have a lion in their coat of arms, and they even use the lion as a, a symbol in old political cartoons. For England, so the symbol of England is clearly a lion, and the single the United States is a is eagle's wings. And the next beast in Daniel seven is the topic of today. It is has been un understood in the past to be the Medo Persians. No, it's the Russians. It's the Russians, and three three um, beasts or three ribs are in its mouth, and it's Syria, Iran, and Turkey. Let me read you something here that. Uh, that blew my mind when I first started on this stuff in, in, um, in back in, um, 2007, when I feel like the Lord pulled the blinders off my eyes, it says, um, let me see. It was in a FARS news article. FARS is, uh, is the 
FARS news agency is in Iran. FARS is the base word. Farsi is the language they speak. And um, the article said that uh, it says the uh, gang of four will be Russia, Syria, Iran, and Turkey, and they will cause problems for the United States. That's basically what the article said. That was back in 2007. And I don't, you know, it's crazy how I came across it. I don't even know how I came across it other than the Holy Spirit pulled it up in front of my eyes to take the blinders off my eyes. The bear with three ribs is Syria, Iran, and Turkey. Okay. It's not the, the Medo-Persians that overtook the Babylonian Empire. Um, and so you see that in modern news. In fact, in that book that you read, the United States Bible Prophecy, you'll see multiple articles that links those four nations together. They, the Turks and the Russians used to fight each other. Um, but now they're allies. Turkey is, although it's a NATO nation, really, um, is more, it's an Islamic nation. It's more Eastern in its mindset. It's kind of like odd man out in NATO. Uh, it's doing business deals with the Russians, um, pipelines and, and energy type things. And then you have the Syrians where well, Russia is in Syria in a big way when Trump was going to bomb uh, ISIS in Syria because they were, uh, killing villagers there. Uh, he warned the Russians about, you know, watch, watch your assets. Cause I'm going to do some bombing. The Russians are in, in Syria in a huge way. And they're also highly linked up to the Iranians. Okay. The Persians as they're called in ancient times. So we need to get away from this idea that Daniel seven is a replay of Daniel two. It's distinct and different. Uh, if, if God had wanted to identify the Medo-Persians and the Greeks, which the, the leopard is called the Greeks in the old way in Daniel chapter 70, historical classical is that the third beast of, of a leopard is the Greeks. Well, that's not a, a symbol that was used highly in, in ancient Greece. And if God had wanted it to be the Medo-Persians of the bear and the leopard being the Greeks in Daniel chapter 7, he would have used what he used for symbols for them in Daniel chapter eight. In Daniel chapter eight, he used a a ram, one horn, horn larger than the other. That would be the Medo Persians, and then he would have used the um, he would have used the goat, which was the Greeks. All right, but he did not use those symbols in Daniel chapter seven. He used different symbols, and those symbols are are for modern or, you know, for, for countries long after the time of, of Daniel uh, in his prophecy. So that sets the basis for, for Ezekiel 38 and 39. Once we know that the bear with three ribs is Syria, Iran, and Turkey with Russia as the leader. Um, and another, I'll point another point. The people who say Turkey is the Magog of uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39, they're ignoring the fact that the 900 pound gorilla in the room is Russia. Now, how much do you, how much fear do we have of, of Turkey? Not much. Turkey's in fact a NATO ally right now to try to put, Turkey I don't think in people place think of, about it. It's just foolishness to try to put Turkey in the place of Russia. Russia is in the news every day. They're testing our borders. And in that uh, recent prophecy news article I sent to you, uh, if you, I think you, you look down through some of those articles, you will see Russia and China mentioned over and over and over again off modern headlines, constantly testing us, constantly um, co uh, colluding together to to take the United States down. So to, to, to say that Ezekiel 38 and 39 is about Turkey is, is just, it's untenable. It's not supportable. So let's actually read in Ezekiel 38 and 39. 
uh, what it says here. Okay. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him. And say, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws, and, and I will bring thee forth and all thy armies, uh, army horses and horsemen. All of them clothed all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Gomer and all his bands, the house of Togarma and the north quarters and all his bands, many people with thee. So who are these nations? Well, the Magogites, let's see, uh, let me tell you who they are, okay? It kind of blows me away that some of these great scholars are not connecting the dots. In that book that you have about uh, the United States of Bible prophecy, there's a section in there where I cite three ancient historians. If you connect the dots, you can tell who the Russians are. Um, okay, so Herodotus. Herodotus was about 450 BC. He was a Greek historian. In his book number four, verse 20, he says, Calipidae is on the north coast of the Black Sea. Now, the Black Sea is north of Israel north of Turkey and north of the Black Sea is what we typically call Russia. I mean, that's, that's the major nation up there. And he says, beyond the Black Sea is a mixed race, part of Scythian and part Greek. Now, remember that word Scythian. Beyond them is a people named the Alizones. Both of these follow the Scythian way of life. The Scythians were nomads. They went all over the place. Beyond these, they're known to be great horse, horsemen. Okay. Beyond these are Scythians who till and sow, not for food, but for sale. Beyond them in the Nuri and the north, northward of those, the land is uninhabited as far as we know. So he introduces us to the Scythians and says they're an ordered people. Ptolemy, Ptolemy was uh, a descendant of the Ptolemy general who overtook Egypt after Alexander died. Uh, the Bible has great discussions about the Seleucids. That was another general, Seleucus. And the Ptolemies, they fought each other like cats and dogs. And you can see that in Daniel chapter 11. But one of the Ptolemies, he said in a book two, chapter two, of the characteristics of the inhabitants of the general climes. He says, those who live under the more northern parallels, those I mean who have the bears, that's a reference to Asia, uh, uh, Ursa Major and Ursa Minor. Ursa, it means bear. Okay. That's the Little Dipper and the Big Dipper. Then the Little Dipper has Polaris which is the North star in it. The big dipper has two of its uh, sides of its cup point to the North star. So you can identify the North star if you, if you see the big dipper. So when he references to the bears, he's talking about a Northern area. Those who live under the more Northern parallels, those I mean, who have the bears over their heads, since they are far more removed from the Zodiac and the heat of the sun. Again, he's talking about colder climates are therefore cooled, but because they have a richer share of moisture, which is most nourishing and not there, exhausted by heat, they are white in complexion, straight-haired, tall and well-nourished, and somewhat cold by nature. These two are savage in their habits because their dwelling places are continually cold. The wintry character of their climate, the size of their plants, and the wilderness of their animals are in accord with these qualities. We call these men, too, by a general name, Scythians. Okay? Northern area, uh, underneath the, the bears, the, the, the Big Dipper and Little Dipper. And then Flavius Josephus, the third historian. He was a Jewish historian 
who actually observed Titus, the Roman general, destroy Jerusalem. And he wrote Antiquity of the Jews and the Wars of the Jews. Um, yeah, I've got so those books. That, you know, he was, here's the, where you find the connection of the dots. Magog founded those that from him were named Magogites, but who are by the Greeks called Scythians. Okay. Therefore, the Scythians were descendants of Magog. This is my writing now. Therefore, the Scythians were descendants of Gog who lived in cold northern climates, certainly north of the Black Sea, which itself is to the north of modern Turkey, and they had fair skin and straight hair. Sounds like Russians to me. So the idea that Magog is not Russia and it's uh, Turkey is ridiculous. You have three historians that when you talk about the Scythians, that they were they came from Magog and they lived in northern territories, um, it's the Russians, okay? And so these other nations, let's look at um, uh, Meshech and Tubal. Some will say, well, Meshech is Moscow, and Tubal is Tobolsk. And if you draw a line between those two cities in Russia, it, defi it defines a general area of what the old classical white Russia, you know, the Russia that we're familiar with, not the Far East Russia, but the Russia of, you know, the, of, of the czars, uh, Moscow and, and, uh, and uh, Leningrad or in St. Petersburg, if you prefer to call that. Um, but a lot of scholars doubt that and say Meshach and Tubal are actually in Anatolia and Turkey. And that's okay because it says, um, it says the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. Well, Russia, when it's going to do its thing and move into Israel, it will be the chief prince. It will be the leader of Turkey uh, and Iran. Um, and it's right now heavily influencing Syria. So Meshach and Tubal are believed to be uh, uh, areas in um, Turkey, modern Turkey, uh, not necessarily related to Moscow or, or uh, Tobolsk. And then it says, it names other nations. It says um, uh, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya in verse 5, chapter 38. Persia is modern-day Iran. Ethiopia is Sudan, Okay. In ancient days, anything considered south of Egypt was called Ethiopia, but south of Egypt right now is Sudan. All right, Ethiopia, the modern nation of Ethiopia, is uh, predominantly Christian, but Sudan is predominantly uh, Muslim. And then you look at verse uh, six, Gomer. Gomer uh, is a ancestor of the Sumerians. The Sumerians, and some scholars believe Gomer went firmer the Gomerites went further west and became the ancestors of the Germans. Uh, but the Gomer was the ancestor of the Sumerians, and the Sumerians lived in the Caucasus Mountains in southern Russia. So again, you have Russia mentioned again. Uh, Gomer and all his bands, the house of Togarma. Togarma is a uh, settled in Anatolia, the Togarmites, uh, and they are definitely Turkish, that, that, that region. All right, so we've established who these nations are. Um, what nation is not mentioned? Of those three, about the Russian bear in Daniel chapter 7, the bear with three ribs, I said Syria, Iran, and Turkey. Okay, of those three nations, Syria, Iran, and Turkey, in Ezekiel 38, one nation is not mentioned. It is Syria. Why is that? Because it's in Psalm 83. If you go to Psalm 83, let me uh, borrow my wife's computer here to 
use it as a uh, cheat sheet for notes. Um, here it says, it names a bunch of nations in Psalm 83. Now, Psalm 83 war has never occurred. I've done a careful analysis of the wars of the Jews uh, after they settled back in 1948 and became a nation. I've looked at the Six-Day War, the War of Attrition, uh, the Yom Kippur War. Um, none of those wars match the full list of nations that are shown here in Psalm 83. Psalm 83 is a future war. And let me name the nations. It says Edom. Edom is modern-day Jordan. The Ishmaelites. The Ishmaelites are Arabs in general, okay? Because you ask any good Arab or any Muslim, Arab, they'll tell you, you say, who is your ancestor? Who's the father of your, your people? We'll say, well, a father Abraham and then Ishmael. I mean, that's what one of the biggest fights between the Arabs and the Jews, although they're brothers, the Arabs are upset and say, and Muhammad talked about this in, in, in the Quran, um, the Jews usurped the, the Ishmael's rights as the right of primogenitor. Primogenitor, primogenitor means the right of the firstborn. And that he, the, the Ishmaelites had actually been the ones that inherit all of Arab's, uh, Abraham's blessings. Okay. So Ishmael is a term that describes Arabs. Um, and then you have uh, Moab, which is also in Jordan. It says the Hagarenes. The Hagarenes, remember Hagar? Hagar was an Egyptian that, Her, uh, that Abraham uh, had... Th through whom had Ishmael. Hagar was Egyptian. So you're talking about the Egyptians, uh, but also Hagar, the uh, Ishmaelites or Arabs in general. And then Gabal, which is in Lebanon. Ammon is mentioned is Jordan, Amalek. Amalek was a tribe of, uh, they were, they were um, greatly opposed to Jews coming in uh, the promised land during the time of Moses and Joshua. And they were wanderers, nomads. So when you say Amalek, you're probably talking about Arab Muslims that extend all the way from Egypt, all the way up, up into northern Israel and into Syria. So Amalek, just call in general, you can describe them as Arab Muslims in Israel, probably Egypt and, and Jordan. And then you say, it mentions the Philistines. Well, that's the Gaza Strip. All right. And then the inhabitants of Tyre, which are Lebanon, Asher, which is Syria modern day uh syria is uh, that area is descended from asher and also may possibly include iraq and then it says they will help the children of lot the children of lot were moab and ammon so it used multiple ancient names to describe geo or to geographic territories every one of those nations directly abuts israel or is within israel so what it's saying that all, all these nations are going to attack israel they will be destroyed. As Psalm 83 very clearly says that they will be defeated just as uh, they were defeated in ancient times. All right. Uh, so I would encourage your audience to read all of Psalm 83. So why is Syria missing in 38, uh, Ezekiel 38? Why is it not mentioned as one of the nations of those three ribs of the Russian bear? Because they just got defeated in the Psalm 83 war. And, and mm -hmm. Isaiah 17, one says that Damascus will be, uh, will cease to be a city. Damascus does not cease to be a city. It's considered by many scholars to be the oldest permanently inhabited city 
since uh, four to 5,000 years ago, 4,500 years ago at least is what, what the belief is. Continuously inhabited. Now it's considered the least inhabitable city in the world, but it has not ceased to exist. Still the capital of, of the major city in Syria. It will cease to exist. Why will it cease to exist? Tony Cordesman uh, was an uh, analyst. He's a commentator on international affairs. He was ABC's go-to guy during the first Gulf War. They would ask him to provide interpretation on what was going on. And Tony Cordesman said, he wrote an article, and I have it embedded in my computer somewhere. He said, look, if the Israelis are attacked by the Arab nations and Muslims and the Syrians in general, if they feel overwhelmed, they will blast Damascus to pieces. They will use nuclear weapons on Damascus and obliterate it. So this is what I believe scripture is saying is going to happen. Well, here's the chain of events. Uh, uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse 4 says, there's a lion with eagle's wings and the wings are being plucked. It means the wings are being pulled off, the, uh, the feathers are being pulled off the wings. That's a picture of judgment. That's what's happening to the United States right now. We're under judgment. Uh, our glory is being removed from us. We have become a apostate nation with all, filled with all, every vile thing you can think of. And so um, when the United States falls under God's divine judgment, and he will restore us, he's going to heal us. It says that, we'll, that, that the, the lion with the eagle's wings is given a heart of a man. That's an, I mean, it's being given reason and rationale again. Uh, it's being lifted up above the earth and it's made to stand up like a man. If you look at the biblical symbolism, all that has to do, if you look at those terms, you will see that means repentance and restoration. So after God deals with the United States, just like he did with Israel, uh, there's only two nations that had their founding under God in the whole history of the world. Israel is one and the second is the United States. It's written in our founding documents. He's going to do with us what he did with Israel. He will discipline us and then he will restore us. So uh, you know, that beast will be lifted up above the earth, given the heart of a man, and made to stand upright. But the first part is the wing plucking, which is going on right now. When the United States is, if God's judgment is fully complete, we will be taken away out of the, out of the, the Russians will come on the scene. The, the Muslims will be in, uh, emboldened, this is my theory, will be emboldened to attack Israel because we will be out of the way. The Russians will also feel at liberty. I believe what will happen is as the United States fails, um, the Muslims will feel emboldened to attack Israel. Israel will wipe them out. Um, Israel will uh, nuke Damascus and destroy Damascus. I think this will infuriate the Russians because the Russians and the Persians also, the, the uh, Iranians, the Iranians have sworn to wipe Israel off the map. And with the close association, Iran is buying a lot of weapons and, and uh, military technology uh, from the Russians. They will uh, come together. Turkey will pay no mind to NATO, and they will team up with Russia. They will invade Israel, um, and they will be they will be furious that Syria and Damascus and probably Russian assets in Syria will be destroyed when when Israel. Uh, and my, under my theory, when Damascus ceases to be a city under Isaiah 17, 1, the Russians will be absolutely out of their minds with rage because they have a lot of assets in Syria and in Damascus. And so they will want to attack Israel and they will feel emboldened to because the United States is nowhere near to protect Israel. That's where they come into the mountains of Israel and Ezekiel 38 and 39 says that they will be destroyed. 
So now let's let's make this clear. This is not about an end times battle. Um, this is not. This is precedes the battle of Armageddon. It precedes the tribulation. Why? Because in Daniel seven it says that the third beast is the leopard with four heads and four wings, which I believe is China with three Asian allies under some current uh, uh, economic agreements between Japan and South Korea and China. Uh, they actually have working on these economic agreements. Uh, these treaties, and I believe eventually South Korea will be pulled in. And I believe that those four nations are the four heads and four wings. Either way, China's the leader. That's the leopard. It's a common symbol uh, in uh, for Asian nations, uh, the leopard. And that they will then uh, rise up, and then they will be taken out of the way somehow. And then you will make it the fourth beast of Daniel 7. It says it's diverse from all other beasts. And if you, it, that beast is the same beast in Revelation 13, uh, verse 2. It says it's part lion, part leopard, and part bear. What does that mean? It means the Antichrist will take over all the territories of those predecessor beasts. The U.S. and the U.K., uh, the, um, the, uh, uh, the Russian territories and the Asian territories. The, the Bible says the Antichrist is going to be a global leader. So he will take over those he will be part leper, part bear, and part lion, the fourth beast of Daniel chapter 4. So why can I say that Ezekiel 38 and 39 are not part of the tribulation and not Armageddon? Because that Ezekiel 38 and 39 is about the Russians, the second beast of Daniel chapter 7, being taken out of the way. It precedes the third beast, which are the Asians that come on the scene, and also precedes the Antichrist coming on the scene, who, who uh, I, in some way, shape, or form, I believe, will uh, take on the Asians, the Chinese, and defeat them. And I believe that's how uh, the world will worship him and say, who can do war with the, the, the beast, you know? Um, so let's, let's talk about some other clues uh, in Ezekiel 30, uh, 38 to indicate that it's, that it's uh, Russia. It says the chief prince. Well, the word for prince is the word Rosh or Rus. Now, the scholars like Michael Heiser will say there was no nation known to the Jews at the time that Ezekiel was written. Ezekiel was a was writing in Babylon about the sixth century BC. There were no nations known as the Rus or the Rosh or anything like that. Well, okay, that's true. But that doesn't mean God can't give us a clue to who these people would be. It's correct that to a Jew at, the, at that time, you say, oh, it's Russia. They wouldn't know. What are you talking about? Rus, Rosh. I mean, um, the, like for instance, you'll see the word Rus or Rosh, Rosh Hashanah, which is the head of the year. It's the beginning of the Jewish New Year. So it means chief prince or head. And so I think it's just simply a clue that God put that, uh, that word in there in the Hebrew to indicate that it supports the fact that it will be Russian, even if the Jews would never recognize that name as a as a nation or a particular individual. To us in modern times, it's a hint that it's the Russians. Again, it's the same way as the hint in Daniel chapter uh, two, the statue vision, where it says that uh, the the feet of iron and clay are mixed. The, the word mixed there is based on the word A-R-A-B in the Hebrew, Arab. That's a clue that that mix of iron and clay are uh, the Muslims, 
not the revised Roman Empire, as most modern uh, prophecy scholars will tell you. No, the ones who actually took over from the Romans, which was the iron uh, legs, you had the Eastern Western uh, Empire of the Romans, the ones who actually took them over were next in line were the Muslims. Um, they went on after Muhammad, they went on the war path and then ended up taking over a lot of the territories that the Romans at one time had control over. So I think the, the clue of the Arabs in Daniel chapter two, the word Arab or Arab or mixed is, is, is similar and gives us a clue that the word Rus or Ross and Ezekiel is a hint that the Russians are involved, not the Turks. The Turks are sub subordinate to the Russians. And so that's what Ezekiel 38 and uh, 39 are all about. It says that they will come in on the mountains of Israel. Now, again, people say, what's the Antichrist? No, the Antichrist is destroyed in the valley, the valley of Megiddo, okay, where it says in uh, Revelation that they will be, uh, the nations of the earth will be gathered there and they will be uh, slaughtered there. But this is about the mountains that will be, uh, it says the mountains of Israel. I'll destroy you on the mountains of Israel. Um, in Ezekiel 38 and 39. So here's another clue that the Antichrist is not is not uh, Gog of Magog of Ezekiel 38. Well, guys, this has been an intriguing topic from Paul Wilde about the Ezekiel 38, 39 and Psalm 83 war. So, Paul, what is the best way for people to get a hold of your book is the United States and Bible Prophecy, which has on the tail end. Uh, insight to your understanding of the Ezekiel 38 to 39 and Psalm 83 wars. And uh, what is the best way for them to connect with you? Well, they can, um, you know, I just, let me pull up. Here's my website, wildtimes.us. I don't know if you can see it. It's kind of bright there. Uh, oh, one way. Uh, but it's, uh, you can order from there. I still have a few copies. Um so here it is. Let's see if you can see that. And it has a bunch of articles and videos and audio stuff and downloads things and a blog that people can pull down articles off of it. So you can order from there. I still have a few. If not, um, they can order it off Amazon. I think, didn't you go to Amazon or someplace like that when you ordered it? Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it from Amazon. Yeah. So they can do it that way, Amazon, or they can send something to me off my website, wildtimes.us. Uh, they can just do a Google search, Paul Wild author, wildtimes.us. There you go. Yeah, so I've got the website, wildtimes.us, on the screen right here. I want to encourage people to connect with you and also check out that book. Uh, is the United States mentioned in Bible prophecy a challenge? to conventional teachings regarding the United States in the end times. And guys, don't forget to give us a five-star rating review on Apple or give us, a, I think it's a some review on Spotify. It helps this podcast be distributed to other people. And also, don't forget your free download, Three Secrets to Unlocking the Book of Revelation. That is in the podcast description right here for you. And be activated in the name of Jesus. 
Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that activates you to live the supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends. Leave a five-star rate and review, which helps us reach more people with the love and power of the Holy Spirit and partner with us at firebornministries.com. And may you live your best spirit-empowered life and have your own adventures in the Holy Spirit. Jeep Adventure Days is going on now. Hurry in for great deals on a great selection of Jeep brand vehicles. Well-qualified lessees get low mileage lease on the 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe for $4.19 a month for 27 months with $5,599 to its signing. Tax title, license extra, no security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution and lease through Chrysler Capital. Extra charge for miles over 22500 Includes 7500 EV cap cost reduction. Not all customers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 10-2. Jeep is a registered trademark.